Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lifestyles Medicine Podcast. This is Daniel Cho. I'm the Managing Director of Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine Center, and I'm here with Dr. George Cho, our Medical Director. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. George Cho. So one of the things that I find most interesting and fascinating to learn about is what inspires people to do what they do. Um, you know, what animates people's lives and how did they get to where they are now? So uh, in this podcast, uh, what we're going to share with you, our listeners, is what inspired us to dedicate our lives to lifestyle medicine. And by doing so, we hope that, you know, you understand where we're coming from and that we can, you know, form a stronger connection with you um, as we go through this podcast together. Um, so before we begin, we should share something that we haven't shared yet, uh, and that's that we're actually twin brothers. Right, we're identical twin brothers. Yes, we're identical yeah. twins. And so our stories are actually intertwined. Uh, so why don't you start us off and share with our listeners uh, where we, when we first start uh, encounter lifestyle medicine. For sure. Uh, it really came at a very young age. I think we were about eight years old at the time. And our mother was really sick with some gastrointestinal issues. And I'm not sure exactly what issues, but some digestive concerns. And she was not doing well at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, she encountered some Samti Avenis who shared with her some of the basic principles of Lhasa medicine, such as eating more plant-based, eating more whole foods, uh, like switching, bra- uh, switching white rice to brown rice, having regular meal times, and even some natural remedies before before we uh, go on who are Samti Avenis maybe just quickly for the listeners who might not know right uh, yeah Samti Avenis are a, a religious Christian group who really emphasize being healthy uh, so that's who they are in a nutshell and my mother encountered some of these people who were part of this community and uh, well in any case my mother started to Follow some of the things that she learned from them. She started to eat more plant-based. She changed her lifestyle. She got, and she got better. And so, really, it was through the influence of Santa Avenis at an early age that we then, through our mother, got exposed to some of the very basic principles of lifestyle medicine. Yeah, I'm. I mean, the Santa Avenis they didn't give her another pill or anything like that. They told her to change certain lifestyle things, and she got better. So that was literally lifestyle medicine. Right, exactly, yeah. It was all diet, uh, eating more regularly, drinking more water, just basic things like that, eating uh, health, more healthy, some basic principles. Right, and, and same, she got better. Yeah, and same thing, Evan, is also they, they, uh, they promote more natural methods of healing. Right, right. Lifestyle focus. So she was introduced to things like charcoal and just other things right, like that. Right, And then it started to rub off on us, didn't it? That's right. Yeah, uh, we at first, I think we had a hard time. I remember myself not being too happy with some of the changes that mom was making. Mm-hmm. Uh, we she wouldn't buy us pizza anymore. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. We used to have a lot of chocolate bars and chips and because like our that. parents owned a convenience store. That's right. Yeah, so it was pretty much endless supply, on demand supply. But right. my mother, a uh, mom, was really got a little bit stricter on those things. So I, I remember not being too happy at first, mm-hmm. but then. It was in high school that we started to kind of study for ourselves and just read books and things like that. And we started to learn that, you know, these things actually make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And we started to, for ourselves, transition towards a more healthier, whole, whole foods, plant-based diet. So right. it, was a de- it was a decision that we made. Mm-hmm. But of course, our mom was 
had a very big part in that because at home she was implementing lots of those principles and since she was a cook we ate what she made right 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 and, and, and uh, yeah if i could jump in here i remember uh, you know our we started brown rice and she would make these really healthy uh, juices where she'd put all these greens in right right and you know they weren't that tasty but we kind of we were, we were obedient kids generally speaking so we kind of had them and, and remember those uh in the morning as soon as we woke up those tall glasses of water waiting for us yeah that's we right. had to drink water and, right 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 but those are uh, things that uh that really made a positive influence on us and then uh, we through some more education we made a decision and i'm very very uh grateful to mom for that influence that she made and also to the Seventh-day Adventists that we had encountered. Yeah. So w- when was it that we actually decided to, for ourselves to go, you know, whole, whole Foods plant-based? I think it must have been in our mid-teens, right? Uh, 15 years old? 15, 16, 16 I think. Something like yeah, that. Grade 11-ish. Yeah, I remember yeah. that's when we really, uh, we really changed to a, I think almost a vegan diet, I think. Right. At that point, right, it we, was a, pretty much a vegan diet. Right. We chose, and we chose for ourselves. Oh, that's right. Time. Before, we, you know, we ate mostly sort of vegan, vegetarian at home. But, you know, when we go out to, went out to restaurants, we'd always eat meat and... Oh, so those poutines and Big Macs and... Right, right. Ch- chicken burgers. That's and, right, right. KFC. And we, when we go to Korean restaurants, we have karbi and... Uh, shrimp tempura. And, 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 for those listeners who might not know, karbi is the Korean's uh, barbecue steak or something. Right, yeah. Um, very popular, um, but when we were around sixteen, I would say we chose for ourselves right. to kind of go on a, a healthier diet. So I think that was one of the biggest sort of healthy lifestyle decisions we made for ourselves. But and you know, I, I want our listeners to know that you know, our mom she didn't force us. Right? Mm-hmm. She just yeah she cooked for us, but she didn't. She never uh, made a big deal out of it. Right. So yeah. I think I was I'm very grateful to mom for that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a, some burdensome thing. Uh, that she f- tried to enforce on us, right? We, mm. uh, we we had the choice when to eat meat when we when we went out of the house and things like that. But yeah. you know, we uh, that influence was there, and then we ultimately decided, and I think that was a, it was a good thing. Yeah, would you say it was a hard transition? I don't remember it being particularly hard. I mean, we were eating vegetarian vegan at home. Yeah, right. But I think, it, but I remember it was a transition though. So I remember yeah. giving up like pork and shrimp and stuff first then <laughs> yeah, yeah. slowly going towards like the meat and the chicken and things like that so it wasn't just like one day we just decided to give up everything yeah but it was it was a transition right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think it was the meat first and then dairy and stuff and eggs came later right yes yeah. something yeah something like that yeah for sure. what would you say was the hardest thing to give up probably poutine <laughs> poutine i love that thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah poutine and um, yeah, I, I liked fish as well, like salmon. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we decided to go basically whole foods, plant-based, um, vegan, if you will, around the age of 16. And then shortly after that, we went to university. And, you know, although we're twins, we did have our differences. You were more sort of into exercise and you were you know, always right. into working out. Um, you were always better than me at sports. Um, I was more into nutrition for whatever reason. I'm not right. so exactly sure why. But so in university, you ended up um, going to York University to study kinesiology while I went to the University of Toronto to major in nutritional sciences. So can you share how your university years sort of shaped your interest in lifestyle medicine, you know, kind of moved you along that path? 
Yeah, so yeah, like you said, you know, I was had a, a natural interest in exercising and you know, both of us we loved playing baseball, remember road hockey days mm-hmm. and basketball, soccer and say that we had a very active childhood and even an active very active high school. Uh, so our love for exercise came early, but I think the most important question is you know, where do we develop an interest in exercise as medicine? And that really came during my university years. And I went to York University. And for our listeners, York University is a university here in Toronto, Canada. And that's where I did my undergraduate studies and I studied kinesiology. And uh, just during my studies there that I really, my eyes were really opened uh, because my, my professors weren't talking about how fun exercise was they were emphasizing how important it was for health. Mm. The exercise was very important for preventing and treating medical conditions like diabetes, osteoporosis, heart disease, asthma, etc. So yeah. that uh, they emphasized that exercise was medicine. So mm. that's really where I transitioned from just exercise is fun, right? And yeah. exercise is just about being fit mm. to wow, exercise can actually be used as a therapeutic approach. Yeah. Right, as a, as a, med- a medical as a medicine yeah right so that's where the really the transition came and that really stuck with me during my years at York can you mention um some of the like the researchers that you heard about uh, wasn't there um what's the name Stephen Blair or like Stephen Blair that's some right. researchers that were studied how exercise can actually help treat right so treat. like Stephen Blair uh, and also the the professor uh, Iman Lee from Harvard. Okay, yeah, yeah. They done studies. Uh, they, we also touched on Dr. Paffenberger, who was one of the very first individuals to uh, study uh, physical activity and its impact on uh, heart disease and things like that. Yeah. Dr. Morris, way back in London, where he did the studies on uh, the bus bus drivers and compare the conductors with the drivers on and see who had less heart disease and things like that mm-hmm. uh, so yeah they were just uh, it, they talked a lot about the science of exercise medicine and to me it was very compelling that mm-hmm. uh, exercise was definitely something that more people need to do and that uh, it was definitely it was a medicine it wasn't just some fun activity that we do mm-hmm. yeah fascinating um, for me I went to U of T, the University of Toronto, to study nutritional sciences. And I think it was um, in after my second year, I had the opportunity during the summer to volunteer at in the lab of Dr. David Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And um, for those who are familiar with nutrition, you may... Uh, the glycemic index, right? Yes, right. You yeah. may be familiar with that name of Dr. David Jenkins. He's the... Uh, sort of the inventor of the glycemic index or discoverer, if you want to call it that. Um, and he's he's a Canada research chair, and I think he's now a university professor. He's like, and I think he actually was o- uh, awarded the Order of Canada for his work. He's one of the biggest names in nutritional sciences. So I had the I had the privilege of working in in his in his lab, and as part of. Uh, the lab we were doing studies on called something called the portfolio diet and this is basically mm. a vegan diet comprised of i think it was some nuts soy protein whole grains and uh, i think it's fruits vegetables um, basically it's a vegan diet and uh-huh. he was doing at that time he was doing studies on how these this diet could 
lower cholesterol as effectively as cholesterol lowering drugs. Mm-hmm. So this was a this was when I really first encountered the idea of how food can be just as effective as drugs, and that just blew me away. Right. I remember you coming home a few times after the lab, and you'd be like, "Yeah, the patients were eating like, oatmeal and right, else. right." And yeah, I never made the connection like oatmeal, healthy vegan diet for diabetes. I just never connected with me. But it's very interesting to hear these stories that you're telling me from Jenkins' lab. Right, right. And it was during this time I started to also research and look into other papers. So I'd go on PubMed, I'd type in your vegetarian or vegan, and I started to read studies where you know people were using plant-based diets, uh, vegan diets, to not only prevent but also treat disease as well like diabetes so you know so it was through these university years that I really started to encounter the idea of food as medicine you start to encounter the idea of exercise as medicine and uh, now we're doing both oh yeah now we're doing both yeah so after undergrad you decided to become a naturopathic doctor can you share sort of why you chose that and how your training influenced your interest in lifestyle medicine well you know uh I never really ever wanted to become a doctor. I was really right. fixated on becoming or doing something related with exercise. So I wanted to be an athletic therapist and then right. yeah. chiropractics or something like that. But then, you know, at one point, do you want to, didn't you want to work for like the Maple Leafs or the Raptors? Right, that was or the something? dream job. Yeah. Right, right, you right. Know, to train athletes and things right, like right, that. Right, right, right. But I realized that being a trainer and exercise were kind of limited. So even though I was really inspired by exercise and its effects on health and things like that, I realized that that was just one dimension, right? So I, in, within me, I was like, you know, there must be a better way or a more broader way to help people than just focusing on exercise. Mm. And that, I remember we were, we were driving down to write my NSCA exam, the National Strength and Conditioning Association exam, right, in Buffalo, I oh, think right, it was. Oh, right, right, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And I remember we were just talking about some of these things and then you just mentioned why don't you just try naturopathic medicine I don't remember that you don't remember <laughs> no well, <laughs> well that's what happened I remember the drive to Buffalo but I don't remember mentioning that oh yeah, yeah I remember you mentioning that and that's when a light bulb really went off in my mind mm. about becoming a doctor and specifically a naturopathic doctor because at this point I was convinced that I didn't want to spend my life if I were to be a doctor to spend my life dispensing drugs mm-hmm. right yeah um so and for those for our listeners you know on this podcast we're not necessarily against drugs yes but um we believe that we believe in lifestyle medicine so and at this point i was pretty convinced about uh the the benefits of nutrition and physical activity and so it seemed like naturopathic medicine was kind of a natural uh route to go yeah. if i were to become a doctor so i went to naturopathic medicine yeah so we i i enrolled in I wrote in uh, the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine, which is the one of the main colleges here that trains naturopathic doctors. And my time at CSAN was really important, not because it really taught me some drastically new information about nutrition. So many of the principles of nutrition, sleep, stress management, things like that, I learned before I went to CSNM. And exercise was hardly mentioned at all. However, the reason that my training at CSAN was crucial was because it made me think of plant-based eating, exercise, and other healthy lifestyle behaviors in a clinical sense. Mm. And what I mean by that is directing these principles toward clinical outcomes. Just 
pretty much thinking as a doctor would. Right, so yeah. I think that was a really big impact that CCNM had on my um, on my uh, development as a as someone who wanted to practice health. So it made me transition from healthy lifestyle is good for you to lifestyle is medicine for you. So mm-hmm. that was I think that was a big transition uh, that uh, CCNM kind of made on my life. So when you graduated, uh, what share with us what kind of led you to the path to decide to become a lifestyle medicine focused naturopathic doctor because you know naturopathic doctors they also learn you know homeopathy um, botanical um, acupuncture and you know there are NDs who decide who graduate and they decide to become you know more eastern medicine focused or they do mostly homeopathy or some other thing but you know you decide to focus on lifestyle medicine um and and so can you share with us how you decide to yeah you know, to do that? Yeah, um, I wish I could say that as soon as I graduated and got licensed, I was all sold on lifestyle medicine. But you know, Daniel, uh, medical training has a huge influence on you, and it had a huge influence on me as well. Because, uh, like you said, you know, in uh, a naturopathic med- medical school, we learn a lot of different modalities, not just lifestyle medicine. In fact, I would say that lifestyle medicine is not as emphasized as acupuncture or botanical medicine. We even had more courses on homeopathy than lifestyle medicine. Which is surprising if you think about it. Oh right? yeah, because it was surprising. they emphasize so much about going to the root cause and they and they recognize it's lifestyle, but that it's not as emphasized as much in the training. That's right. right. Yeah. And we gave lip service to exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the yeah. nutrition, a lot of it was... Supplements, you said. Supplements right? and Just, things yeah, okay. like that. We didn't mention... We, surprisingly, we didn't talk too much about sleep either. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Everyone, it was pretty much just sleep more, get better sleep, things like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. not going too deep, you know, deep deep into that topic. So right. So when it came out, I uh, my, my folk, I was kind of a little bit... My thinking was kind of fuzzy a little bit. I was thinking, you know, I would, I would be using a lot of botanical medicine and supplements and things like that. And yes, of course, incorporate lifestyle, but I didn't fully embrace myself as a lifestyle medicine doctor mm-hmm. until a few months later when I went to Wildwood, where I was completely immersed in lifestyle medicine. So let's let's can you explain to our listeners what is Wildwood? Yeah, so for our listeners, Wildwood is a lifestyle center located uh, in Georgia uh, and near Chattanooga, Tennessee, on the border with Georgia. And there, it's a it's a it's a health immersion program. Okay. Where it's a it's like an eleven day program where patients come in, they complete immerse themselves in a healthy lifestyle. So they walk at least an hour every single day. Mm-hmm. They eat whole food, plant based diet a large breakfast and lunch, a very simple dinner. They get lectures on health. They go to bed on time. They're out in nature breathing fresh air. Mm-hmm. It's just a complete, it's a, they're immersing themselves completely in a healthy lifestyle for 11 days, 21 days. And I went there just kind of as an intern type of thing. And that, I was really, I really, it made me change my thinking. And now it's, it's interesting because at Wilder, they also practice herbal medicine and hydrotherapy. But the big emphasis was lifestyle medicine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really uh, got impacted by that. And then you and I remember we had a conversation where we were talking about, you know, what we, what, what, what was I going to do when I got, 
got back to Toronto. Yeah. You know, how what, what was our clinic going to be focused on? And I was kind of really, I was, I was really not clear mm-hmm. right, on what I wanted to do. And then you just mentioned, you shared a vision about setting up all these lifestyle medicine clinics. And that's when really the light bulb went off and I, I got completely sold mm-hmm. on that vision. So that, that's really uh, where it really started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around, um, around that time, I was starting to learn more about the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. Right. Um, and for our listeners, um, for those who don't know, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine is the professional medical association of doctors and health professionals um, who are dedicated to advancing lifestyle medicine. So, so they sort of kind of run the residency programs in lifestyle medicine. They give certification in lifestyle medicine. They hold annual conferences and this sort of thing. So I was really getting more into that and following them. And it was actually during this time where I had started to um, get into sort of debates and issues with other dietitians and who were sort of resisting the idea of whole foods, plant-based diet. And I was kind of getting frustrated. So I, it was almost a reaction to that. And I was like, you know, we need to start something where we really get people to understand the benefits of whole foods, plant-based diets, not just for, you know, to feel good, to prevent disease, but also to treat disease. So then, you know, it's kind of timely where we had the conversation. We said, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring lifestyle medicine to to canada to toronto hopefully to the rest of canada but um because it's very strong in america but it's not as well developed here per se um yeah and even the ones that would you would think would be promoting lifestyle medicine the most the naturopathic doctors they don't embrace the principles of for instance plant-based eating as strongly as uh, as we would uh, as i believe the science would demonstrate right, right. they still believe in eating meat and things like that uh, and so i think there was definitely like a need there i felt that there was a need there yeah and so yeah and also for me uh when you had mentioned about lifestyle medicine focusing on that it really brought me to my roots remember back to mom you know what really right. impacted us impacted us about health and nutrition and exercise right. right and that was lifestyle right so i felt like i was going back to my roots to my foundation so that's right. what really appealed to me. That was part of the picture as well. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about some of the people who really inspired us to get into lifestyle medicine. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, there's many, but I think a few stand out. Um, some doctors that really inspired um, inspired me and still inspire me and you as well is Dr. Neil Barnard. He's the founder of the Physicians Committee. For responsible medicine, yeah, PCRM, PCRM. Yeah. They have an excellent website, and he's featured on a lot of documentaries. And uh, he, uh, he's definitely someone that's really inspired me personally. Doctor Caldwell Esselstyn and T. Colin Campbell, mm-hmm. they they are huge. Uh, uh, I just recently read a few papers from Doctor Campbell where he talks about nutrition and cancer, and I was I was absolutely uh, blown away by that material. But anyways, they're they they had they're the ones that featured in the documentary forks over knives and yeah reading yeah. that I mean watching that documentary really impacted me now, so those are a few doctors that maybe Doctor Joel Furman as well Joel Furman okay he's really big and I like some of Mark Hyman stuff I don't fully agree with everything that Mark Hyman um, 
kind of talks about, but I think his general philosophy, I really, really was impacted by some of that too. So he's into functional medicine. Functional right? medicine. Functional yeah, medicine. He really believes in lots of medicine. He really believes in treating the cause to lots of medicine, changing yeah. your diet, exercising, stress management, things like yeah. that. So yeah, uh, really, uh, he impacted me as well. So. And now, and Dr. Neil Barnard, his big thing is diabetes. Yes, right? and he. Um, um, he he's the one who did the studies of plant-based diets to reverse uh, diabetes and showing showing that they're almost as effective as glucose lowering drugs, right? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For myself, um, I remember uh, there's a doctor named Dr. John Kelly, and he runs one of these sort of lifestyle centers like Wildwood, and um, he. I remember I was in the states in Maryland for an event and he was speaking there and he talked about epigenetics he was a opening speaker and he talked about epigenetics and epigenetics for those our listeners who may not be familiar with that is basically how external environmental factors like nutrition changes our gene expression and so basically by what we eat and our stress um, you can turn genes on and off and basically a healthy lifestyle turns in a very simplistic way, I'm going to put it very simplistically, but it turns good genes on. Yeah. And even if you have bad genes, it helps kind of suppress the expression of bad genes. Right, so right. Um, basically, it shows, it, that's like sort of the genetic um, genetic or basis, molecular basis of how lifestyle medicine right. improves our health. Right, right. And I was, that was probably one of the first times I heard uh, about the lifestyle medicine in that way. And it just, really had a left an impact on me yeah. and there was also another doctor his name is dr neil uh nedley and he's a internal medicine doctor and his big thing is depression and he uh he speaks a lot about how lifestyle can help treat depression a reverse depression too. reverse yeah. yeah so he had a book called depression the way out i read through that book that's an excellent book and you know, when you hear about depression, people people don't really talk about curing it. It just oh, kind of no, you're on drugs for life. You're on drugs for life, right? That's yeah. The verdict. Yeah, yeah. So it's so hopeless. But he's finding that through his program, it's like an eight week program that you can run, um, and that people get better right. through lifestyle. Right. Through lifestyle, like he, they learn about plant based eating, exercise. Um, um, even the music Sleep, music right music and relationships and all this stuff emotional even spiritual stuff right and people get better so so those two doctors in addition to um you know dr barnard esselstyn and colin campbell really had a, a big impact on me now what are some what would you say are some books that in, were influential in uh, your journey to lifestyle medicine before you before you uh before i answer that question i think there's one other doctor I miss is Dr. Michael Greger. Okay. Now, he's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he's kind of new on the scene, at least from my perspective. Yeah, right. We've kind of encountered him later, but he continues to inspire us. His uh, work with Nutrition Facts. Right. NutritionFacts.org. NutritionFacts.org. Right. Nutrition he has yeah. videos and uh, articles and stuff, and he really talks about the benefits of lifestyle change, whole foods, plant-based eating. And he's really huge. He continues to be a huge influence. Well, some uh, books that have really inspired me and, and that uh, have really molded my thinking are 
books like Neil Barnard's program for reversing diabetes yeah. is a good one yeah. I used that when I was in uh, at CCNM as an intern I actually used that to treat diabetes patients and I actually saw a reversal of diabetes through using implementing some of his advice there um, Blue Zones by Dan Buettner was another big one The yeah. Good Gut by doctors uh, Justin and Erica Sonnenberg okay. talked about how important the gut was that was another huge one uh, Joel Furman's book called Eat to Live I think that's a that's a classic I think uh, that was really a big one and you know there's one other book. Uh, it's a little book called Ministry of Healing. Okay. And Councils on Diet and Foods. And that was written, more, I think, over 100 years ago by a woman named Ellen White. And, uh, yeah, she has, even though she lived so many years ago, I was, it's fascinating how relevant her writing, her advice was to the to our day. And how she was so right on lots of the topics of nutrition and mm-hmm. whole foods, plant-based eating. She was ahead of the game. And I remember reading her books when we were like we were a teenager. And actually, those were the books that really helped us make the decision to transition ourselves yeah. into whole foods, plant-based eating. Right. So let me ask you this question. Why do you believe so much in lifestyle medicine? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. And... I think for our listeners, uh, what I want to say is that I really believe in Lhasa medicine because it works. And Lhasa medicine inspires me because the results are so inspiring. So Lhasa medicine, it prevents, it treats, it reverses many of our chronic diseases. For example, I had patients coming into clinic who thought, who came in thinking that they couldn't reverse their diabetes, that they'd be on their drugs for life. They change their, they go on a whole foods plant-based diet, they exercise and do a few other things. And then they, then they see the diabetes reverse. Mm. And to me, that's inspiring. Yeah. Right. Amazing, um, yeah. There was another patient at Wildwood. And I remember she came in with a whole bag full of medications. How big was the bag? It was like a regular sized bag that you get at the uh, at the grocery store. Like a grocery bag, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Wow. It wasn't some little um, uh, candy like bag. sandwich bag. Or no, something. no, it wasn't that. It yeah. was uh, like a bag. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing was full of meds. Mm, wow. She was on diabetes meds, bipolar meds, depression meds, all sorts of meds. And wow. after twenty one days in the residential lifestyle program at Wildwood. Mm. I saw her drugs cut back dramatically. I think it was like half her drugs. Wow. She's cut back. And I think she was like 15, 16, something like that. 16 drugs. She lost weight. Her mood improved greatly. And it was absolutely amazing to see how much better she was feeling after just 21 days of being immersed in a healthy lifestyle. Mm. 21 days. Wow. Right? Before this, she was years suffering yeah. with all these mental health issues and yeah. diabetes and things like that. You know, the last one, is I remember another patient who came into the center at Wildwood. He came in on a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And he had been recovering from a certain cancer that he had. He was very weak, very discouraged. And at the end of 21 days of following a plant-based diet, sleeping early, spending time in nature, getting regular hydrotherapy and things like that, he was walking over 10,000 steps per day, very happy. And you know what was the best part? This man... It, by, na- by profession he's a professional piano player mm-hmm. but for months before he came in he wasn't able to play piano because he was just so weak 
okay. sort of skirt. Yeah. At the end of Toyon days, for the final night, for the graduate, we have like a graduation thing okay. for all the guests. Sort of like a celebration. It's like a celebration. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. They share testimonies and stuff like that. On the, on the final day, this man went on the piano and started playing piano for all the guests and all the workers. Wow. It was amazing. He was, he was obviously, he was, a, he was an awesome piano player. That's what yeah. he does as a professional. Right, right. But it was amazing that for months before he couldn't play, and after only 21 days with us, he started to play. And that, to me, that was really inspiring. That must have been really moving. Oh, very moving. Yeah. Yeah, very extremely moving, you know. Uh, I mean, just us, the workers, we just saw him transform. Mm-hmm. Right? He was on a wheelchair so weak, and then he was walking outside, going up and down hills and stuff like that. Wow. Then he was playing piano, right? So, I mean, when you, when you um, as a doctor and just someone who's involved in health, when you see results like that, I can't, how can you not be inspired? Mm-hmm. How can you not believe in what uh, what lifestyle medicine can do when you see results like this? Mm-hmm. Right? So, stuff results like this keep on motivating us here at Pathways to Wholeness to keep on promoting lifestyle medicine, focusing and educating people on, on lifestyle medicine. So, yeah, I mean, for this piano player, I can't imagine you're, you can't do what you're passionate about. And then to see lifestyle medicine transform a person and give that passion back to that person, I just, that's I, just incredible. I mean, yeah, I, like, I can't, just by sharing what I'm sharing now, I can't capture how grateful he was. Mm, yeah. like, he was so grateful, mm. you know? And in fact, he was so grateful, he wanted to follow the, because we have a medical doctor on staff who has a lifestyle center in another place. Yeah. And he was just so grateful that he wanted to follow that doctor to his other center because his <laughs> time at Wildwood was up. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. But he wanted to continue with this other doctor. He just, he just loved the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and every patient, right? At my time at Wildwood, we saw many patients. I can't think of a single person who said like they weren't going to follow through. Yeah. I mean, everyone was so grateful for the principles of lifestyle medicine that they had learned, and they were, they had committed themselves to follow it. Now, following it obviously going to be hard, and who knows how successful they were. But but ultimately, they they recognized the benefits that they were getting from the lifestyle medicine treatments that they had experienced at Wildwood. And no one said they had a negative experience. Yeah, you know they all said they had a positive experience, and you could tell they meant it too. Yeah, right. You could. It's easy to tell when people are faking or not, right? Yeah, and it proves to them that they can do it, right? So this right. is these programs are sort of a, a kickstarter. You know, it, it proves to them that they can do this, and they see the immediate results. So hopefully, they'll be motivated to continue. Right, and the lab, like I didn't even mention the lab work, but the yeah. labs come back. Like they drop their cholesterol, they drop yeah. their sugars, and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, why I believe in lifestyle medicine is because first, it's scientific. Right. Um, it's scientific, right. like you said, it works, and also for me, I'm really into empowering people. Right. Um, I, uh, I, I really believe in empowering people with knowledge and giving people freedom, empowering them, and this is what lifestyle medicine is about. You know, you don't these lifestyle principles you can do uh, yourself it makes them less dependent on the system that's right now you need a, a doctor made to diagnose find right, out what's wrong sure. with you to like follow you you know follow up. You, you know the clinical stuff better than I do you know to check up and you know right. manage you know where you're at but 
you know, eat healthy, sleep better, with some education, with some guidance and encouragement, we can all do it ourselves. And this is what I love about this kind of medicine because it empowers people to take control of their own life. Right. And you become less dependent on doctors and the hospitals and the health system, these policies. It empowers the people. And that's what I love about lifestyle medicine. Right. Yeah. That's really important that people can... Uh, take health into their own hands and not be dependent That's on right. others. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not just us. You know, there are many doctors who and health professionals who are being inspired to join the lifestyle medicine movement. And why do you think that is? And we're talking not just naturopathic doctors, but these are MDs, surgeons, people who have been trained to focus, you know, primarily on drugs or surgery. We're talking about in the states, like osteopathic doctors or DOs, um, dentists, nurses, dietitians, the whole uh, health executives are joining lifestyle medicine. It's one, of, probably one of the fastest growing movements in medicine. Why do you think that is? Well, I think we already hit on some of many of the reasons. It's first of all the flood of evidence coming out of the scientific literature. The weight of the evidence is just so strong. Yeah, that you just can't ignore it anymore, right? So I think it's the science and also the results. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I think just those things combined is helping doctors and other health professionals to realize that things do need to change, mm-hmm. right? On the other hand, you got medications where uh, people I think are realizing that maybe we've overstated their effects. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there is a place for medications and surgeries and yeah, things course, like that. Yeah. We never want to deny that. But I think people are realizing maybe we've overstated how effective these things really are, and become too too dependent on them. Maybe. Yeah, and we've yeah. realized that we made people too too dependent on them. And in fact, lots of times we tell people to take these things for life. And I think any reasonable doctor would recognize that that's that's really there's got to be something better than this, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's why people are turned to um, turning to lifestyle medicine. And I think there's also a big push in the media from like good documentaries like Forks Over Knives yeah. What the Health and yeah, yeah. Fed Up and these other things that are helping people realize some of the basic principles of lifestyle medicine coming and these do- these uh, documentaries feature a lot of good doctors right mm-hmm. so it's it's it's, uh, it's scientific it works and so I think that's why people are embracing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well so there you have it so we've shared with you why we've dedicated our lives to lifestyle medicine and you know why we're doing this podcast. We want to share with you what we've learned, share with you our passion, and really empower you with the knowledge and practical tips you need to really experience the best life possible. Um, so we want to hear from you. How about you? Uh, share with us how you encounter lifestyle medicine, and if you're a health professional, why you've chosen to practice lifestyle medicine, what inspires you. Uh, so please leave us a comment. We'd love to hear your story as well. Uh, please also leave us a review and share this podcast with friends and family who you think might also be inspired with what Lifestyle Medicine is doing in the lives of so many people. So you've been listening to the Lifestyle is Medicine podcast. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time.